And we're back. Oh, welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Shh, you want to get sued? Oh, that's right. That was less than three seconds. <laughs> These Wasn't podcasts it? are so fun. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Probably. We're good. Who cares? It's not like we've got money for them to take anyway. This is true. We're taking your podcast. Oh, oh no. Hey, I'm not getting any younger. Come on, come on. I thought we were talking about representation. Oh, right, yes. Let's talk about representation. Love it. What, what about representation? Good, bad, indifferent, hard to get, easy to get. How to find them. Well, that's all perfectly vague. <laughs> uh, let's talk about how we got our representation, because I think it's different for everybody, right? So... <laughs> Sure. There's certainly, you know, kind of some main guidelines, I suppose, that people can follow, but I don't think it's the same. It's just like voiceover. It's not the same path for everybody. Right. Right. Are we naming names? We could, or we can keep it, you know, so it's more applicable to everybody. Yeah. Okay. I'd well, say... Well, I mean, different, different mm. representation, like Will was saying, do different things. If they're an animation mm. representation... I mean, does it hurt to, to meant throw that out in case someone's looking for that? Hmm. I don't know if I have anything that specific, at least not for me, not where I am right now. I know what you're uh -huh. saying. Like for me, I really, really love dubbing and I would like right. to be on more dubbing rosters, right? So sure. that may not be having a rep in so much as it might be looking for rosters to get on, right? Sure, yeah. So that might okay. be a little different. Um, but I think it's a good blanket statement when it comes to voiceover, it's a little bit different than being an on-camera actor. When you're an on-camera actor, you might have an agent and a manager. You may only have a manager. You may only have an agent. But for voiceover, we can have multiple. And that's something that is definitely unique for us because, again, on-camera actors, usually, like, you got one or the other. Once I learn, like, oh, wait, I can have more than one agent? Is that, is that okay? And how does that all work? Because it is very different. If you come from the on-camera world or if you were a singer sure. or something, something like that, you really only worked with one agency for the bookings. Sure. Here it's different. So, yeah. Well, it depends on who you talk to, too, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Some people will tell you, you know, you don't need more than a couple agents. Those are probably usually agents that are saying that. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there are definitely some that want you to be exclusive to them across the board, which... Sure. You know, if you can guarantee that I'm going to make X amount of dollars by being exclusive with you across mm -hmm. the board, then I will entertain that. Otherwise, I'm going to probably talk to you about a freelance arrangement or not at all. Right. So maybe we start there. Sure. What's the, different, the difference between actually being signed or being hip-pocketed slash freelance? What is the difference? You're not officially on the roster if you're freelancing with them. They may not send you as much in terms of audition opportunities. Or they might. I guess it's going to vary depending on the agent, I suppose, right? So one of the things that I remember, and I kind of want to share this because I think it's important for all actors, voiceover, mm -hmm. on camera, the same. There is a term called sign and shelve. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in particular, when you're thinking about your voice, and I know for me, I've been told, we love your stuff. We just have a couple of people that already sound like you. Right. So, you know, I get in the mix with that. But now I'm competing with folks that are already signed on the roster. So right. why would I want to be signed 
and then shelved because they're going to give it sure. to the folks they've been with longer. Right. Sure. Who they know, like, and trust versus giving the new talent they signed some other opportunities. Sure. So, so you're saying I shouldn't feel bad about getting the rejection letter that says we've already got five guys. Not at all. Like Be you. happy. Be like, yeah. thank you very much for We're, listening. Move exactly. along. Exactly. I'm, I'm just glad they they listened. Right. So, no, that's fine. Because I think that's a very precarious place to be is if you do sound like that, because there are going to be other people that are going to sound similar to you, right? You Everybody sure. has their own voice print. There's some things that we right. do, you know, it's finding what makes you unique to that agent um, that can help you book different things. Or, you know, if you specialize in promo or right. radio imaging and... Well, they've got another guy like you, but he's not doing radio imaging. He only does like one thing. He, he's not a promo guy. He maybe does just e-learning really well. Who knows? Um, but yeah. the idea that you just you want to you want that feedback. You want to know if there's other people that sound like you, which is a great segue into check out their their roster if they mm-hmm. have it online where you can listen to them. And most listen. of them do. Yeah, most oh, of them. Yeah. they should. Not all of them do. Some of them have it behind a, a wall, like a client yeah, wall. Some, where Yeah. But most <clears throat> of them have something. Yeah. Whether it's up to date or not is is another question. But right. it seems like most of them have something and, and some sort of voice sample. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if there's not a sample, even if you can just get a list of the names, you could still go do the legwork and Hi. find samples on their own websites. And I think freelancing is great. It's wonderful. I think so. Yeah. It gives you, it kind of gives, it also gives you that flexibility, right? So I'm freelancing with a few different voice agencies. And then I've got one that I've signed with that I know that in Chicago, anything in that Midwest zone, they get the priority. I mm-hmm. will. Sure. Because I think that happened just last week. I had of this, like four of my reps send me the exact same breakdown. So I knew I had to pick and choose. Who's it going to be? Yeah. Who, you know, is it the person that came in first? But, oh, wait, it's the one I signed the exclusive, you know, contract right. with that I have right. to give it to them. So, which is a great know. topic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm first only actually yeah, right. signed with one. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple <laughs> others I freelance with, but that means that if I get it from multiple, they get it because I'm signed with them. Right. Now, other people argue that's not necessarily the case because. You know, I'm still able to have representation elsewhere, and technically my exclusivity agreement is in a certain region. So if it doesn't originate from there, which is very difficult to tell with voiceover because it could be mm-hmm. anywhere, mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, there's an argument that they don't have a claim to that if it came from somewhere outside of there. Right. How you know, I, I, I don't know how you would know. You know, but there have been a few times where I've gotten something from someone else a day or two early. Mm-hmm. And have submit, and then I get it, and say, "Well, I already submit," and they they get angry with me. About that. But I like, well, right, we both know, had that where they're like, yeah, 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 "How dare I'm, you?" We're like, I "But I got it." Can't read your mind. I didn't know you were going to send this to me in thirty right. hours or whatever. Well, here's another whatever. topic, and maybe another podcast. When you freelance, are those ten ninety nine? Yeah, I, I think it probably depends. I think most of them are. Like I know that. Um, at the end of the day, so I, I funnel everything through my LLC as much as I can. Sure. Instead of having them pay direct talent, um, I'll have it go through my LLC. 
So that kind of changes the dynamic of how they pay me. I'm forgetting the term for it. Third party something. I can't remember what a loan out. It's it's just a different way for taxes and everything else. Um, taxes. Taxes. Yeah. Taxes. Make everything so much harder than it needs to be. And much more sure. expensive. You know? Especially when they know exactly doing, how much we owe them to begin with. But they're do, making us a, do math. Doing like a, a, math. like a national car brand for 50 grand shouldn't cost me 20. <laughs> you know? For real. No. For real. Ever. Ugh. But I think when you when you get those conflicting, you know, who booked it, who sent it to you first? I mean, there have been times where I got something where I was like, hmm, I wonder if this agency is going to send it to me because I know when, and it's kind of like you, Will, when you know that DDO has sent you something, they've curated that, they know that you have a, you know, there's a reason why they sent it to you. I have the mm-hmm. same relationship with KMR. They'll send me something and I know, you know, there's a reason why they sent it to me. So there's times right. where I'll wait, but, you know, time is of the essence most of the time. But usually when it comes in, sometimes it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But we also share a rep who let's do it now uh, right. because they like to have stuff in early and be at the forefront because mm-hmm. I will get it from everybody else. And it'll be not till Monday. That yep. particular rep once it's Sunday afternoon. Right. And you're or like, Saturday. Uh, OK, sure. so you really it's it's almost like you have to be a little bit business savvy, knowing who's going to fight for you to get it. Um, And I think that's probably, for me, that's where the loyalty lies too. Like somebody who I've worked with for a really long time. Yep. And then someone who I know is going to go to battle for me to give me that role. Or get the pay for that role higher. Right. Which I think is why sometimes it's slower. Because, you know, you may get it hours earlier from one source, but, you know, are they doing any work to try and, like, if the pay seems low, are they doing any effort to try and get it to, like, where it really ought to be? Or is it just, here's an opportunity, do it, do it, do it, do it. Right. In which case, it's like, that's like a I'm good on point. Pay to play, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I know that in some cases, that's why it's delayed because mm-hmm. they're actively working. working on, like, trying to improve the budget if it was low or Not whatever. Not a bad thing. Whatever. Right. Not a bad thing, but But we don't know it sometimes, right? No. We don't know they're and, doing and it. And sometimes, you know, it, casting has already had that battle, and it's set, and it is as far as it's going to be. And, you know, so if they're going and trying to get it higher again, and they're whatever, then maybe they're pissing off casting. So then casting, when they get stuff from them, is going... I don't want to get, look at these or, you know, who knows? Yeah. Well, y- you know, one of the things that I have learned about casting, and it's not the pretty side of it, but it's it's relevant to this conversation, is I know that there's times that they're still sending it out to the reps and managers to get some options on the table, but mm-hmm. they've got they've got an offer out to celebrity talent, like a direct offer. Sure, sure. And we're just the backup in right. case the celebrity says no. Right, right. or... They're going to bring us in to do the scratch track for the celebrity to copy or whatever. Right? right. And then you're like, really? Yeah. My person that I'm signed with in L.A., I get four a week that are all fast turnaround. Got to have it in an hour and a half. You know, and. That's hard. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's possible. A lot of times it is, but not always. But you never know why. Why is everything such a fast turnaround? <laughs> what are we doing? Why now? I'm yeah. busy. Well, and it's yeah. tough if you have a day job, especially one that takes you away from the house. Yeah. Sure. You know. Which I do. Then, you know, you there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Which yep. is nice about the fact that, you know, the majority of stuff that 
is sent to me, it's usually due morning the next day. You know, I'm here anyway. I could do it right now. Most days I could just hop in the booth and get it done. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, but I tend to batch them out at night. I do too. Just because I, I, I like being in the booth at night. The whole house is quiet. And right. Just, yeah, the atmosphere is right. I've always been a night owl anyway, so I feel like I'm just more in tune with everything at night. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm deluding myself. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. No, like, there's less distractions. The I totally booked, go with that. Did I book them completely. when I auditioned completely. at night or when I auditioned during the day? I should right? look at that. Maybe it'll change my outlook on things. That's math. Don't do it. I'm not a, I'm not anti-math. I'm a, I'm a software he likes, engineer. He likes <laughs> math. Oh, yeah. I'm the one who's oh, going. I don't like math. Mm. I don't like Nerd. math. But, you know, I understand it's important. Well, and I think and it's, it's, and sometimes that math, is math takes a point. It takes a, you know, are you getting it from someone who's going to take a higher commission? Or are you going to take it from, because, man, I can do the math on commission like that. No problem. Well, speaking of that, <laughs> that's a topic that came up on social media a couple times this week, interestingly. Multiple people were asking about, um, you know, when you, you, you've both used voices, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you answer a job and you give your quote, they've got two fields you can fill out. You can fill out, you know, your quote, or you can fill out what's delivered to that. I don't know what they're called, but there's a left and a right. And the value on the left, you say, I want to be paid, you know, a thousand dollars. Then the value on the, on the right populates to 1250, mm-hmm. 25% more. Right. But if you put 1250 or a thousand or whatever in that box, then the value on the left populates 20% less. Well, that's because percentages don't work the same way as straight numbers, right? So right. I've explained this multiple times. I might as well do it again here. So, so <laughs> oh, please. If you, take, if you take 20% from 1,000, you're left with 800, okay? Right. To get back to 1,000, you have to add 25% of the 800 or a quarter of it mm-hmm. to get back to 1,000. It doesn't mean that they're charging 25% or they're taking 25%. They're taking 20%. But if you say, I want $1,000 on this, and they're going to take 20% of the overall job, Mm -hmm. they have to add the 25% to what you're saying you want so that they get their 20% and you get what you want. So they're not charging a higher percentage. I understand how people can get to that point, but that's not how percentages work. Right. And also, that's actually good because a lot of times you'll see the things where an agency Mm. plus 10% or plus 20 or whatever it is. Yep. It's really important because I've I've had this explained to me, and I don't know if I'm going to do a good job at explaining this out, but it's not from what that number is already. So the agreements that you have with your representation, if it's 10% or if it's 20%, doesn't matter. They are entitled to that off what you're making for the spot. So going back to another $1,000, right, they're going to get their $100 if it's a 10% commission. If they're getting another 10%, they're not double dipping. It would be helpful, I think, if those plus 10 or 20% things weren't on the specs that we see. Exactly. Because none of that is for us anyway. Correct. That plus right. 10% or plus 20% is the agent fee. It's a little like thing to entice them. It's a finder's fee. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing sure. to entice them to, hey, find me somebody for this job. Right. So yes, right. they're, they're getting double, do. but they're not taking double from you. They're right. still right. going to just take the $100. Right. So that they're getting plus, extra. Yeah. Right. So that plus 10% or that plus 20%, that was never yours, ever. Right. Ever. So, you uh, just, so I really wish need, they would keep just, that off there. Yeah. Ignore <laughs> it. doesn't need to be You there. know, when it yeah. says $1,500 plus 20%, you're not getting, you know, 750 or whatever it is. I'm not doing right. the math. 
See, I'm not doing that. Wow. Okay. Way to go, but it is, nerd. But it is really interesting because I think a lot of folks, including myself, was like, wait, they're double dipping. But then when I looked at it, I was like, well, the 10% didn't mean I was getting paid yeah. $100,100 uh, right. or $1,100. Right. That would have been easier right. to say. Yep. $1,100. Yep. So it, and it's, just, it's just really, you know, makes everything very convoluted. And I yeah. think if they would just keep that off of there, that's a great idea. I wish they would just like not do that. At yeah. all. I mean, but, I, I totally get it because the first time that I saw that, the first couple times maybe that I saw that, I was like, oh, cool. It's uh, it's a little bit more like like that uh, that thousand is kind of the baseline. Yeah. We're, we're going right. to pay you a little bit more, right? Like it's <clears throat> it's like uh, like SAG scale, right? Yeah. Well, sure. I thought oh, I was going to get the whole thousand dollars. They're going to pay me a little bit more than scale. Or yeah, like yeah. We're, we're adding this 20% to cover your agent's fee so that you right. get this thousand. But that, right. That's not it. That's yeah. not it. They're still yeah. going to take their 10% yeah. or 20%, whatever right. your agreement is with your agent, with your mm-hmm. reps. And it took me, it, it took a while to do that. I was like, I don't that like that. may not be but. the case for some agents. I suppose some agents might just say, well, okay, that's our fee. We'll take that. And then you get the amount. But since they're entitled to be, to take it if they want, I don't know they why they would They are definitely entitled to do so. But I mean, sure. it just... That's, That's an important the, whatever agreement you have. thing to know. Right. Like, yeah. it's not an icky thing. And if they are doing that, yeah, that's icky. But um, it's usually, <laughs> you know, that's that's an incentive coming from the casting side or the production side. But Now, I um, have heard somebody say recently, I don't know who they were talking about, but they, they said there was somebody that took, you know, say it was $1,000 plus 20%. Mm-hmm. They would they'd take the 20%, obviously, but then they would calculate their cut they're 10 or 15% or whatever, based on the 1,200, not based on the 1,000. In that case, that is kind of a double dip because they're taking taking a bigger cut, right? That plus whatever percentage should not be part of that calculation at all. That's just, that's yours. That's your tip, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a tip. I like it that way. God, I hate tip culture. Anyway, back to reps. You can have multiple. You should take a good look at their roster to see mm-hmm. if you would fit on there and you know also check around see who's repped by them and be like hmm do you have a relationship with that voice actor reach out and ask them hey how does that do you enjoy that working relationship it helped me with one particular agency that i wasn't sure about i was getting mixed messages someone's like oh watch out working with them and i was like oh my gosh they're great they're very you know, they're going to communicate with you. They'll talk with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was what? like, the I didn't know what to do. The doesn't, they don't give information openly like that. No, you got to ask. You have to ask. Yeah, no, nobody ask. shares any inside information ever. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes when you get that, it's, it's, it is one of those, I think it helps you with trying to identify red flags and, sure. you know, getting the mixed yeah. messages and I've, you know, it, it does kind of help guide your decision. Just because an agent says, yes, we'd like to have you on the roster, you still want to know if that's the right thing for you. Especially if it's your first agent and you've been trying to get one for a while. And so it's like, oh, my God, I got somebody said yes. Yeah. Like, is it the right one or is it just did the right person say yes? Or you and just now yeah. you're in a two year contract. Chance. Right. Yeah. Or, or, are you so eager that you get shelved and you don't even know it? Sure. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's yep. important to know. And, you know, asking for a referral isn't easy, um, but I think it's helpful. And not just from voice actors, but, you know, from your coaches, 
from yeah, referrals from coaches and producers and, and casting and stuff have way more weight, more weight. a lot than more weight. something from fellow talent you yeah. know if the talent has a good relationship with the agent and they've been with them for a while and they say hey you should check right. out my friend they're they're really good that's one thing that's got a little weight well and also when you send something like for example sure. you know will when you there was something that came through and there was a male part and a female part on there i should say mm-hmm. role um but there was you know an opportunity for you to do that because again you could do it in your sleep that started that relationship because i said hey are you open to a referral on this this is a really great opportunity i'm just you know i don't know what they were going to say and you know but that can work Mm -hmm. right but it's not it's not a guarantee obviously but yeah and and i refer people to my agent all the time when they're looking for something specific they don't have right that i know of someone or can quickly find someone who you know, matches that spec. And that's a great opportunity, you know. Yeah. And it um, doesn't mean you're going to get signed, but you get to generally, you get to get sent the audition and mm-hmm. give them your best shot. And maybe you book right. it. Right. And, you know, if you book it, maybe they hip pocket you. Maybe they don't. But um, right. I, I mentioned on a podcast just a week or two ago that, you know, I had referred Troy Holden on a, it was a medical spot, I think, that they wanted a Southern gentleman and, uh, and he booked it. It was a SAG gig. It was his first SAG gig. And awesome. they haven't signed him. They haven't had any kind of conversation with him about that, but they have sent him a few other auditions since. See? So. Good enough. He, yeah. He's on their radar that they, you know, think of him, then he gets it. Yeah. And I think having those conversations, too, when you're at conferences, mm-hmm. you can find yep. out who's who's with whom. And especially now with everything that kind of went down with A3. Um, yeah. You know, that's yeah, that there's kind of like a very crazy. The importance of research. Though. Yeah, for sure. We've talked about that before in a lot of different things. It's important to research who, you know, understand what's going on in the industry mm-hmm. even, right? Yeah. Knowing that there's been some shakeups, knowing that, you know, people are moving around, including agents. Yeah. I actually did a workshop with, um, he was at Atlas, and now he's over doing casting for Disney. Sure. Like, wait a second. You're no longer doing the agent thing. Right. You totally went over to casting side and said, see ya. So, you know, pay attention to that. Ask. Like, ask. Yeah. And find out, well, hey. And it's great to have those connections, yeah. too. Like, if you're connected with somebody on LinkedIn, you can congratulate them on their new role. And, hey. That's interesting that you did yeah. that. I mean, it's, it's, it's very much beneficial, you know, who you know, yeah. more so than what you know or can do to a point. I mean, obviously, you still have to have talent, whatever, but networking with people throughout the industry in various roles, it opens up opportunities, but it also just keeps you abreast of what's going on. Because I hadn't heard anything about the A3 stuff, right, until I mm-hmm. read a post from a casting director on LinkedIn. Right. Yeah. And it was, and it was, and I was vague. like, wait, and what? I was like, what? Yeah. What? What's going on? And I went and looked it up, and then I found out. Then I found the, you know, the Variety article or whatever. But you know, I don't live in LA, so I don't religiously read the trades. You know, makes sense. But I mean, it, it does go back to kind of like having that connection on LinkedIn helped because you found sure. out what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, yeah. Shoot, there was something else I wanted to piggyback on in that, and now I can't remember. Well, and and you know, um, just like all the advice that's been going around that we've given and other people have given on social media lately of, you know, vetting coaches and demo producers and what, same thing for agents, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it can be a double-edged sword to a point though, 
there are certainly circumstances where people have just decided that somebody's no good. And, you know, if anybody asks, that's all that gets thrown around is, you know, whatever conjecture about, oh, they're no good, they're, they're a scam or they're whatever. Well, have right. you ever worked with them? Do you know that? Or are you just assuming that for whatever reason? Right. Right. So you got to take the good with the bad and do your, do your best to sort it out. I mean, you can't, yeah. you know. You take yeah. them both just in there, you have yeah, the facts yeah. of life. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Check things out. Don't repeat what, everything you hear. That's true. There really was something I wanted to add to that, and I can't remember. Save my life. Obviously wasn't important. Something of true mm-hmm. meaning, I'm sure. <laughs> well, it, I think it was, you know, it was, it was checking in with folks to see about the, the changes because that is, it's so fluid in this industry. Like somebody who was sure. an agent has now decided, oh, I want to be a manager mm-hmm. now. Or a manager has become a talent agent. I've seen that. Or they go into casting or, you know, maybe they just get out of the industry. Oh, I know what it is. Okay. With people moving around, a lot of folks don't give assistants or associates enough credit. These people are the next big agent. Yeah. They're the ones who are, you know, they're they're starting to get a feel for, well, what do I have to do to book a client? And what, you know, they're learning all the ropes. They're the next agent you want to get in front of. Right. So the way you treat, in fact, I happen to know that my very first agent that I got in New York, I was first vetted by the assistant who got the email. She's the one that I, they pointed out. They said, she made sure not only did she forward your email after listening to your demos, she walked into my office and made sure that I listened to it. Nice. Right? So, and I still keep in contact with her. She's actually outside of the industry now. But the idea that she was so helpful for my stuff getting to where it needs Mm -hmm. to be. So a lot of times when you're reaching out to that agent, it's still getting that first pass through an assistant. And so, you know, just be aware of that. It's, they're all, we're all kind of learning this together. And sometimes those associate casting or sorry, associate agents or junior agents, I think they call them, get a chance to know them Mm -hmm. because they are moving around. They might end up in casting someplace too. You know, they They may may become an agent at another agency, which the one you've been targeting for the last Which, five, six yeah, years yeah, or whatever. That just happened you know? with one of the assistants from DDO just last year, I think. He left and went to a agency and he's managing like comedy talent and stuff now. Right. You know, before that he was an assistant. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I could reach out. I, we didn't have a lot of a relationship, but I definitely had interacted with him before. So if I were, you know, pursuing something that was relevant to that, I feel like I could reach out to him because there's the pre-existing sort of relationship like he at least have an idea who i am you know so that's cool but talk about like the way you got your agent was you did a workshop right yeah i did a workshop right so i mean i've gone through the normal channels of you know submitting to various agencies and and so forth and never really got much response or the response was you know we're not interested at this time try back in six months or a year or whatever or no response at all but i did a i did a workshop that was led by my current agent and um yeah i guess i just impressed her live (laughs) on zoom and sometimes that's all it takes like just listen to me i can do this and and so then you know i i shot her an email the next morning and 
thanked her for the time and so forth. And she was, you know, very interested in sharing my performance from the night before with the rest of the team. Which yeah. is awesome. So that's how that happened. It's not going to happen that way so for everybody. But... research. No, yep. absolutely. No. Can you imagine everybody okay. that you workshop with now signs you? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> more agents than I know what Actors to do with. Actors dream, yes. But, you know, <laughs> relationships are ultimately what it's all about in terms of yeah, representation, in terms of bookings, you know, direct clients, ongoing business, all of it. It's all relationship-based. And, you know, step one is just getting in the room or on the Zoom. Sometimes they're the local room. They're the local, they're the regional, yeah. and those are and, great too. And maybe it's just an email. Maybe you're not in person. Maybe you're mm -hmm. not on Zoom. Maybe it's not a phone call. Maybe it's just email. But you start the conversation. Well, in your in your instance, Will, maybe you had you couldn't get in. I'm not going to say this is the exact situation, but your maybe your demo wasn't what they were listening for. Yeah, maybe. But you saw they saw you live, and you had the chops. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's all it took. Yep. So if you're going to do that, make sure you've got the jumps. Yeah. Make sure you're and, ready. And especially, you know, if you're not getting results from a local agent, it might not be that, you know, you're no good or they've got five of you on the roster already or whatever. It might be that you just sound too big market for what they do, right? If you're trying to talk to a, a small town agent and they're casting cable access commercials or, you know, whatever, it's all like local mom and pop yeah. shops and stuff. And your demo is all right. big national brands and, you know, car they're, ads. They're like, and we're stuff. not, like, not going to be able to book this guy yeah, for 50 exactly. We can't afford this guy. <laughs> it sounds yeah, great, but you don't sound like small town, you know, mm -hmm. Louisiana or whatever. You do. Sure. <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah. He's yeah, like, wait, right. you oh, at least that's sound, directed you at least to me. Sound that's like me. Big town, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love it. <sighs> Oh, happy Mardi Gras, by the way, tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? You can add it. Mardi yeah. Gras. Maybe it is. Yeah. Um, oh, shoot. What is it? Fat, Something bon temps. No. Oh. Uh, uh, let the good times roll, en français. It's been a long time Do you know since that? I've French. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a long time since I've had to say that. Roule something. I don't know. Yeah, let's say brule something, something. Les bon temps. Good, good times. I got the good times. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. When is Mardi Gras? Yeah. <laughs> it's some Day before Ash Wednesday. You can't yep. just give me a date? Yeah, that helps. Nope. No, because it moves okay. every year. Well, Ash Wednesday moves every year. is this Wednesday. So yep. Mardi Gras is actually tomorrow. So tomorrow is... Oh, yeah. well, shit. <laughs> I thought you were planning ahead <laughs> well, for the podcast because this will play in like three weeks. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. And I just assumed it was in... Go back in time to Mardi Gras. So, yeah. hope you had a great Mardi Gras by <laughs> the time this go. one airs. There we go. <laughs> if you had a great Mardi Gras, you're just waking up. Yeah. Happy St. Patrick's <laughs> Day if that's back. coming up. <laughs> we'll we circle back. back. Oh, dang. Yeah. You didn't. You saw what I did there. I did. I circled back. I did. I don't, don't know. Circle back season is over. Officially over. No. All right. Let's call! Uh, you know, I'm going to go back to the same thing we, we've said multiple times before. Do your research. Ask around. Check out everything online that you possibly can. Do some workshops, but research, research, research. Yep. They're not the end of the business for you. Always continue marketing. Yep.
even when you have an Good agent, one. you got to do your own work. Yeah, they're not the end-all be-all, but they can certainly help with access to things you might not otherwise get on your own. So um, when you're ready, take your shot, get in front of them, do a workshop, get in their email, follow the official submission guidelines. Yes, please. But, yes. Um, you know, if you happen to be at a conference or something like that, walk up and say hi. Mm-hmm. Not Give them 10 or 12 business cards <laughs> of other people. <laughs> not, not, uh, with, yeah. no. not when they're eating. No. And not when they're in the bathroom. No, but, don't stalk you know, your potential agent that you'd really like to have. That's not good. In the hall, and you know, you have a moment you can say hi and have your elevator speech ready. Sure, but that's important. Maybe better just to introduce yourself and have an actual human conversation. You don't always have to be pitching because it's about the relationship. That's true. And yeah, but I might talk about my dogs and my cats too much. So some agents might be into that. That's true. And then that's one that you probably have a great relationship with that you would love to work with for a long time. Indeed. Good point. All right. All the time with that. All the time. (laughs) All day long, all the time. Yep. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.